Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Big sales! National Football Show. It is a huge Monday, and we welcome you in. What a telling weekend. Told us a lot of storylines. A ton of storylines. Saturday and Sunday, we learned a lot about the final four teams that are going to be playing in championship Sunday this weekend. Um. Bengals in Kansas City again in the AFC Championship. The Bengals are the hottest team in the league, along with the 49ers. It'll be 49ers and Eagles at Lincoln Financial. What a game this is shaping up to be. The Eagles took care of the New York Giants. Something and a couple things that we emphasized right out of the gate. On Friday, making sure that when you went in and watched this game on Saturday, you understood. Listen, I did not believe that the Giants could go into Philadelphia and Lincoln Financial and do what they did against Minnesota. However, when I said 30 to 28, I made this proclamation based on Minnesota. We've been fooled all year by Minnesota. This was more about Minnesota. The Giants are not a good team. The Giants are not a good team. However, it's playoff football. It's a divisional foe. And the Eagles kicked the shit out of them. Like they weren't a good team. No shade. They beat up a bad team who was exposed Saturday night. And actually, I think it not only exposed the Giants, but it exposed the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings were completely exposed, both defense and offensively. If that Giant team can beat you in a playoff setting and you're at home, and then the Eagles tear that team apart like that, this was more about both those teams not being very good. And the Giants having a good moment. Okay, 
However, once again, this is no shade on Philly. They took apart a bad team and exposed them for who they are. Now, some people were on my Twitter page going, Shills, what happened to your boy Josh? Well, Josh Allen did play Joe Burrow in the defending AFC champions. The Eagles played a third team. Let's be fair here. The Giants, the Bengals, a little different. Not giving an off-ramp to Josh Allen. He did not play his best ball. But Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, relax. Relax. Oh, and by the way, Mr. High School, comparing Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan, you might want to pump the brakes on that, son. Okay? Call him Michael Jordan when he wins the NFL championship. Before you give him kudos for beating a giant suck-ass team. Seriously. Okay? Let's do some takeaways, though. Let's do some takeaways. Then we'll get into the numbers. The Eagles were great in all places on Saturday night. The defense was exceptional. Um, the Giants were exposed, and the Eagles exposed them. Jones is who we thought he was. Remember we said on Friday, can he do it again? I didn't believe he could. And the Eagles made sure of that. There was more heavy pressure on him. Gannon brought more heavy pressure, rightfully so. And remember what we also said on Friday. Getting Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard going was going to run New York off the field. And remember I kept saying, keep an eye on third down. The Eagles were exceptional in all those. I thought Jalen Hurts was spectacular. Um, I thought the defense, and most notably the defensive line, was spectacular. Hassan Redick, this will be the first time I've said this. I couldn't have been more wrong about a football player in my life than this guy. He has been a wrecking machine. Um, it's not so much that he gets sacks in games. He must miss four game. It's arguably the greatest acquisition that the Eagles have had since Terrell Owens. I mean, he might be the best free agent that that team assigned since Terrell Owens. He, he wreaks havoc every time. He was everywhere. I mean, he missed four sacks on top of the two he got. He was everywhere. Kudos, man. I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong about a guy. Now, again, if I'm wrong, the Cardinals are wrong, Carolina's wrong, the Eagles figured out how to use him. Remember that. Was it just still sitting here on the National Football Show? The Cardinals, who are in this business, missed them. Carolina Panthers missed them. Okay? Grades. Offensive line. 
Um, I'm going to make this statement to you. That is the best offensive line that the NFL has seen since the Cowboy line with Emmett. The running game in Miles Sanders was special. Miles Sanders was special. The quarterback was efficient, smart, played exceptionally well. O-line, A. Running game, A. Quarterback, A. Wide receivers did a great job in the blocking game. Blocking downfield. It was a complete team effort against a shitty Giant team. Now remember, it's playoffs. It's playoffs, and they took care of them. They beat them like they were shitty. Good for them. That's exactly what you do. Watch this. Coaching. Outside of Mr. High School, an A. Mr. High School needs to rein it in, man. Act like you've been there, guy. The defense. The defensive line, A. Um, I thought the whole team just, they just they just swallowed the Giants. They ate them alive. The linebackers did a great job. Barkley and the receivers and all those guys were held at bay. It wasn't a game. The secondary played exceptional. James Bradbury, there is no question James Bradbury got his justice. Okay? Got his justice. The way they rushed the passer, you get an A. They really did a great job. Really did a great job. It was an A effort across the board. From the coin flip when that thing was 14-0, that game was over. They had no chance. And the Eagles inflicted their will so much on them that it was no question that game, even when they scored that stupid seven points, it, it was like, okay, so and right. What do you take away from a game like that when you play an inferior opponent and you've got an opponent that's pretty much you're equal coming into the NFC Championship game. Nothing really. What you do is you're taking care of business. That's the same team you beat on week 14. Not a very good team. They caught a little fire. Remember, it kept saying, everyone keeps saying the Giants are hot. They were 3-5-1 coming into the postseason. I, didn't, I think they had a hot moment. I think they had a hot moment. Okay, a hot moment in Minneapolis. I'm going to get to all your takes here in a minute, I promise. In the end of the day, they took care of Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Okay, onto the NFC title game against a very good San Francisco 49er team. That's their equal, except for one thing, okay? Except for one thing, I think Jalen is the difference in that game. Hen says, I would have liked more of a challenge. No, you wouldn't. You're in the playoffs. 
That was a perfect way to put an inferior opponent away. It was 60 minutes of football. By the way, one of the most important things that came out of that game, how great Lane Johnson looked. Of all the question marks going into that ball game, the way Lane played, I'm telling you, you know, I keep giving Trent Williams a lot of love, and rightfully so. Okay, Michael Parsons wanted no part of him. Michael Parsons wanted no part of Trent Williams. But Lane is dominant, man. He is a dominant football player that played exceptional. I'll say this to you. Lane Johnson may be the greatest offensive lineman the Philadelphia Eagles have ever produced. He is a special ball player. The center's right there. And that's the thing with this very gifted old line. That old line is gifted. It's a gifted, talented, from the coach on down, man. That offensive line is special. It's cowboy special, and I mean the Emmett Cowboys, where you're talking about hogs and shit like that. And seasoned dudes. There's there's all-stars everywhere on that offensive line. There's all-stars everywhere. The two tackles, the guards, the center. Shit, the tight end. You've got six guys on that front that all are as a unit. It's the best offensive line. I mean, if I had to pick three lines in the last 50 years of football, and I think they're better than the 17 line. I think they're a more gifted and talented offensive line than your 2017 line. I mean, just exceptional. And even though the Giants don't, the two tackles were nullified. They were nullified. And they were playing, Williams and Lawrence were playing good ball coming into that game. Okay? They did an exceptional job. That offensive line. And Miles tenderizing the linebackers and the secondary. Man, those were hard-earned, gaping holes, five yards a pop, putting giant defenders on their backs. Exceptional. Playing out exceptional. Jalen Hurts. Let's go by the numbers here. 16 of 24, 154 yards passing, two touchdowns. What does that tell you? You know what that tells you? They kicked their ass so bad, they didn't really have to overperform. That 154 yards passing felt like 454 yards didn't it? They were all timely plays. They were all timely plays and big chunk yards to keep the sticks moving. I don't really think in any of the RPOs, I don't think he made a bad call in any one of them. I think he ran the perfect RPO game. And I'm going to say this again to you. I'm not sure I've seen a quarterback 
who is in an RPO system that runs it any better. That runs it any better. See what Sean says? You trashed Jalen all week last week for not having a playoff win. But that's facts, Sean. So what? He's changed his resume. Sean, don't you get it? He had no resume. He changed it. Not me. There's no narrative here. He changed his resume on Saturday with a win. Not me. I don't put an opinion out unless someone is who they are. He's changed it. It's not me changing. Jalen changed. He got a win. Good for him. That's what playoff resumes are for. I told you all last week, legacies are built in the postseason. Not by me. By your actions. Big Sills is not what, Dude, once again, mad? <laughs> I swear to you, I get mad at nothing. I get mad at nothing. But you make it sound like I changed my opinion on something. No, Jalen won a football game. That's what changed. Not me. I have to talk about truth. Not what I want to talk about. 38-7. Felt like 68-7. First downs, 26-13. Here's the critical, one of the critical statistics I told you on Friday to keep an eye on. Third down, 10 of 14. Remember, I told you the Eagles are fourth in the NFL in third down. That's exceptional, 10 of 14. One of the critical reasons that you didn't need a lot in the passing game. Held the Giants 5 of 13. DBs in the front seven showed up. Time of possession. Had the ball a full 11 minutes, more than New York. 69-52, you held the Giants to 52 plays. You're going to kill anybody you're in. Total yards, 416 to 227. And rushing, 268 yards rushing on something like 44 attempts. Perfectly done. Run New York off the board. That's exactly what they did. Remember what I said also on Friday. Run them off the board and run them off the field. Own the time of possession, third down, and run the ball. That's exactly what they did. Goddard was exceptional in the game. Um, I mean, there was no question. Exceptional in the game. Gainwell had 12 carries for 112 yards, too, added to that. I thought the whole thing was a great show. They did a great job at putting it together and pushing themselves now into the NFC Championship game. 268 yards rushing is getting back your identity and being a power team. I'll tell you something, man. 
having Lane Johnson on that field, you feel the difference. You feel the difference. You feel it. You feel it. He is, he's the heart and soul of that team. He's the heart and soul. Lane Johnson's the heart and soul of that football team. Um, it was a great game, and much respect, Sills, for giving us props. GT, the Giants are not good, and you made them know that. You see, the Giants and a lot of the media people, I fell into it not because of New York, GT. I fell into it because I didn't get a handle, and a good enough handle, get this, I didn't get a good enough handle on Minnesota. Now I do. Minnesota's frauds. That record they have, I have I would it shock you if that team was seven and ten last year? I don't think so. Would it shock you if they were seven and ten? You're like this, man. Okay. Seven and ten. You're like, you're, you're, you're like. And, and, and I kept saying, I don't believe New York is going to go into Lincoln Financial on Saturday night and do what they did in Minneapolis to the Eagles. But I still got caught in it, and I went 30-28 to 28 Eagles. Even Merrill Reese during the broadcast thought it'd be closer. But see, here's the thing. It's not shade on Philly. When I say you beat up a shitty team, the Giants didn't feel that way coming in. But you made them realize that when they got on the bus to go to the airport, they knew it. Man, we're nowhere near this. We got a long way to go in the offseason. You made the Giants realize how much work they need in the offseason to get into a conversation with you guys. Okay? When you walk off the field as a member of the New York Giants, okay, when you walk, you must have walked off going, God dang. There's not a weakness on that Eagle team, especially when everybody's hitting on all. And I'll tell you this, they looked healthy. That was another key that I wanted to see. Hertz looked healthy. Lane played exceptional football injured. Boy, I'll tell you. Hey, man, he, he, I give him, I give him a ton of accolades, man. Man, Lane Johnson's a great ball player. You know, you you have very few ball players sometimes in your organization's history that you could circle back and just go like this. This guy's exceptional. Lane Johnson's the greatest offensive lineman in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I could say that with complete ease. He's the best. He's the best. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. And get this, man. He's doing this all from the right tackle position. Always considered the lesser of the two. Shit. That's the power position on the Eagle offense for some reason. It's not Malata. Malata's, Malata's actually tackle number two. And he ain't bad. I thought he had an exceptional game as well. Dude. That line is to be revered. I pray to God how we could keep that thing. Yes. Now, I think Lane's better than Kelsey and Peters. I do. Yes. And I think Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame player. 
okay? I think Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame football player, and I think he's going into Canton too. Lane's better, okay? Lane's exceptional. It's exceptional, exceptional. And the way he moved in that game, you could never tell this guy's got a very significant injury. And again, I want to circle back on Hassan. Wow. He's a force. You know, guys, I can't think of anybody in pro football history at 6'1", 230 that gets around the horn like him. I can't think of one. I tried to think of Terrell Suggs. Suggs was like 255 and 6'2". TJ I'm, I'm tr- Watt is 6'4". This guy's 6'1". I, I'm trying. I don't know if there's ever been. He's like a Swiss Army knife. I'm not sure I've ever seen a guy at six foot one, 230, rush the passer like that. And dude, his motor, I don't know, man. It was, it was since when they got Sue and Joseph, he's been a different ball player. He's been a different ball player. Just a different player, man. Man. And he gets after the guy. He must have missed. Daniel Jones got away with his life. I mean, there must there must have been three or four other times he could have had four sacks. Good grief. And by the way, you know, some of you, when you were saying Sills, he outplayed Michael Parsons this year. You're right. This guy should have finished second in the Defensive Player of the Year um, award. He should have. He should have finished second. I don't think there's another defensive football player in the NFL this year that had, has had a more impactful year. And you know what's crazy about it? Most of the time, you don't see guys do this come from one team. Dude, J.J. Watt didn't make that gigantic of an impact on Arizona. Now, he's a little bit up there in age. But this kid, man. Dude, this is the best, this is the best free agent signing since Terrell Owens. Getting Hassan Reddick on that team. Dude, this might make you pause in the draft on that going after an edge rusher, and it might make it even easier now for you to go after a corner in the upcoming April draft. I mean, he's been exceptional. He's been exceptional. I promise I'm going to get to all your takes. You know, we go back and forth. If you guys have some takes, just hang in there a little bit. I promise we're going to get to all the games, all the weekend games, too. We're going to take a look at them all here in a second here. But, and again, I, I didn't want to come out here and go, ah, the Giants suck. They did. They did and they do. But the Eagles played them like that. Dude, you're not that good. Here's why. 38-7. They made them realize who they were. Dude, that's called inflicting your will. That's called doing this. I don't care what the national media told you guys. I don't give a shit what they told you. You're this team. You're the week 14 team. You're not this team coming into this thing. You know, sometimes we get caught up in a moment. The Giants had a great moment. But once again, this comes back more to Man, Minnesota was such a fraud this year. They were so fraudulent. The Eagles knew it. Man, this team ain't going to be with us from the get-go. From the get-go. Seriously, 
when they went down the field, the Eagles, in the first drive of the game, I went, man, this thing's over. Okay? This thing's over. And they put it to them. They put it to them. Exceptional. Jalen Hurts now. Um, Sirianni once again letting his high school emotions get carried away. I, I don't like coaches like that. And don't give me shit about being genuine. Whatever, dude. Most of the great coaches keep their poise and keep their composure for a reason. Let the players be emotional. You want your players emotional. I don't need my coach being a cheerleader, Mr. High School. Okay? Act like you've been there, guy. You look like a child. Okay? You look like a child. A child. You got an exceptional team. Act like it. He's Michael Jordan. I mean, dude, he's not Michael Jordan. Let him win a championship. Then you can make your comparisons to Michael Jordan. You beat the Giants. Relax. Okay? This is nothing on Jalen. It's about Mr. High School. Mr. High School. Guy looks like a dope when he does that. I didn't think it was, well, you know, he's redeemed. You know, it's his quality. He looks like a high school cheerleader when he does that. Those guys don't need to be motivated. They get motivated every Tuesday when their paycheck hits their bank account. And when you get a win. Relax. I thought Jalen was great in the ball game. I thought he handled himself well. I thought he slid well. I thought he did everything to protect himself. They did everything they needed to do to put that team to sleep. And they put that team to sleep. Okay? They did. Jonathan Gannon, I can't believe what I was witnessing but it was a game plan to pressure Daniel Jones and they pressured him and they did a great job at keeping containment. I can't remember. And Hey, maybe you guys did, but I don't remember Daniel Jones breaking out in the perimeter like he did against Minnesota. Minnesota couldn't defend anything. They kept him hemmed in. They couldn't get any running game going. And that was pretty much the end of the game. Gannon really called a great game. I know. He called a great game because he pressured. He played press coverage on those wide receivers. They couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. And they brought games on the perimeter. They passed rush exceptionally well. They had no chance. The Giants were fighting a football team. Um, they were fighting a football team with one hand tied behind their back. That's what it looked like. And the Giants had no answers. All right. Let's go on to this topic here. Uh, oh, and by the way, I want to say this also about Hurts. Remember last week I said Jalen Hurts needed a Philly moment. That's a Philly moment. That's a Philly moment for him. That's his best moment as a ball player in Philadelphia. Winning that playoff game. One down, two to go. This is what legacies are built. This is when 
your place in Philadelphia sports history will be cemented. One down, two to go. You climbed one hurdle. Now you've got another hurdle. It's called the San Francisco 49ers. Okay? That's what I call a Philly moment. Big-time playoff win. Exceptional effort. Putting the Giants away. Hey, Sills, watch this. If I were an Eagle fan or I were the Eagles and I'm sitting there going the Giants aren't good, the Eagles should say this to me. I know. That's why we killed them. Right. That's not a slap. That's taking care of business. Okay? Taking care of business. Okay? See Richie here? This is what Richie says. Who do the Bills play next week? You're like, dude, I don't think Josh Allen losing to Joe Burrow, who was in the Super Bowl last year in the AFC champions, compares to anything you played on Saturday. You played a shit bag giant team. Buffalo was 14-3 going into that game. You played an overrated football team. And you put them away. No comparison. Joe Bur- Watch this. Joe Burrow beat Josh Allen. Okay? Jalen beat Daniel Jones. Congratulations. Which is the lesser of the efforts? Okay? Hugh beat Jones. Burrow was exceptional. Burrow's, Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He he is. He's the best. He's better than Mahomes. He's better than Mahomes. All right. Let's get over to this topic. This NFC championship game, in my opinion, it matches everything up right across the board. Who do you think has the better running back? San Francisco or Philly? I say the Niners. I say McCaffrey is special. Um, I think Miles is great. Kenneth Gainwell's not going to do what he did against the Niner defense. That's not going to happen. Um, you're not going to run the ball for 268 yards on the Niners. And the Niners aren't going to do that also to the Eagles. Where is the difference? Wide receivers, Debo is AJ. The other kid on the other side of the 49ers. I don't believe he's Devontae. I think Kittle and Goddard are the same. Trent Williams and Lane are the same. Um, Kelsey, I do believe the Eagles have the better old line. And that's saying something because I think that old line in San Francisco is a superior old line. It's just not the Philadelphia Eagles old line. Okay. So everything pretty much right across the board. I'm going to get to the quarterbacks at the end here. The defense I think the 49ers have more stars than the Philadelphia Eagles. However, as a unit, 
as a unit. I'll take Jalen. You can have your guy. Fantastic. Me too. I have no problem saying that. Anton, you can have Jalen. I'll never build my team around a dual threat quarterback. As long as I live. That's not happening. He won't be around long. He won't. I'm not spending. And if you're going to pay Jalen Hurts $40 million, you better write a check in Cincinnati for Joe Burrow for $70 million. Okay. Um, The linebacking core in San Francisco superior to the Eagles. Um, Hassan Reddick is not Joey Boza, but he's pretty, he's awful good. The secondary, I would favor San Francisco. I'll tell you, man. I personally think that you could flip a coin on the defenses. Shane, I like it safe to say that Burrow and Allen conversation and combo, it's it's Mahomes and Burrow, then everybody else. He did lose to Joe Burrow. He didn't lose to Daniel Jones in a divisional game. He lost to one of the elite guys. Daniel Jones is not elite. Once again, the Eagles have not played an elite quarterback all year. And they won't until they get to the Super Bowl. You have not played. Brock Purdy's not elite. Daniel Jones is not elite. It's not your fault. But you haven't played an elite quarterback all year long. Um, sure, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Where's where's the difference in this NFC title game on Sunday? Where's 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 the advantage that Philly has? It's not in coaching. Kyle Shanahan has been to Super Bowls. Kyle Shanahan is now in his third NFC championship game in four years. Okay? It's surely not coaching. And the D coordinator that San Francisco has is going to get a head coaching job. Trevor Lawrence is elite. They almost beat that Chiefs team. I'm building my team around Trevor Lawrence. Got no problem saying that. Josh Allen's dual threat. Um, Josh Allen's a little reckless with the football, but he's a better talent than Jalen. I, I don't care what you say. It's not a very good effort. It was a poor game. He's not better. You played a shitbag giant team. The Bengals were on fire in that game. They are the defending AFC champs, dudes. They're the defending AFC champs. Hey, uh, Tone, I missed that last super chat. The C. I missed the last super chat. I want to make sure because he paid five bucks. I want to make sure I get it out there. Josh Allen's dual threat. Are you? What are you watching? 
Allen a little better than Allen's a little better than Jones. What a stupid ass comment. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You keep your guy. Hey, we'll agree to disagree. You keep your guy. It's not that he lost. It's how he lost. He folded, got embarrassed on his home field, and looked terrible, terribly overrated. Uh, Dig screaming at him. Yeah, that whole team unraveled. Sure did. Bengals had a lot to do with that. Bengals were the most experienced team in that game. I'll tell you this too, man. The Buffalo Bills had no answers. They had absolutely no answers for Joe Burrow. No answers. No answers. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and I'll tell you what, you guys got a hell of a running attack. Really a great running attack. Your quarterback's one of the better running backs in the league. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. It's a heck of a running, running back tandem or threesome. It's great. Okay? It's fantastic. You got a boatload of great running backs, including the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He's a great running back. Um, the difference in this game on Sunday to me does come down to Jalen versus uh, Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy has been a good story. I think it's an amazing story, but I think it also tells you how many times we miss on the evaluation of quarterback. Jalen Hurts and Purdy are the greatest examples of this. Jalen Hurts is a second-round quarterback, and Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, was the last player taken in this draft. Think about that for a minute. Okay, think about that. And you got other quarterbacks who have been drafted in the first round. Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray, all the rest of these guys. You put all these heavy price tags on these guys, and what is the one thing you can't and you always miss when you miss when it comes to a guy like Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? You know what it is? It's that it factor. It's that leadership quality. I don't think it's valued enough in the evaluation that you can get a team. I got to tell you this, man. Kyle Shanahan has done the best coaching job of anybody this year. Okay, that sucks out loud. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Anyway, um, dude, they went from Trey Lance. They went to, and, and, and for the record, I know people were going like this. Well, Sills, they lost to the Bears and they lost to Denver. Take a look at the record after they got Christian McCaffrey and tell me what that record is when they got McCaffrey moving forward. A 49er team has been a completely different team since the emergence of having Christian McCaffrey in that offensive attack. It's been completely different. That's not the same team. That's not the same team. And Purdy has played a lot like Garoppolo. Dude, Kyle Shanahan, three different quarterbacks. Three. Not Wentz and Foles. Three different quarterbacks. Seals thinks he's a comedian calling Jalen a running back. No. He threw the ball 24 times. He was more effective running it. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't hang my hat at 154 yards passing and say they won the game because they threw the ball. They won the game because they ran the ball for 268 yards. 
268. Okay? Look at this right here. So Joshua goes, oh, congratulations, you beat the Raiders by three. Yeah, and you got beat by the Saints. At least the Niners down the stretch didn't get beat by uh, an under 500 team. At least, you, at least they didn't get beat by an under 500 team. The Eagles did. And by the way, one of the question marks going into that game this past Saturday was the health factor. The Eagles answered all of that when it came to health. They answered all of it. Okay? Answered all of it. All of it. Once again, guys, if you want to pay Jalen Hurts $40 million, have at it. Not me. It's just a difference of opinion. Take your guys and go. I'm going to go with the traditional dropback guys. Congratulations. You can keep with your guys that won't last long. It's okay. Pay your dual threat guy $50 million. Go right ahead. No issue. He'll be around three years. They never last. Shit, he got hurt this year. My opinion's wrong, Richie said. He's been hurt two years in a row. What are you talking about? Anyway, I do, and I said this, I do think the difference in this game is the quarterback. I do. I think the difference is the quarterback. And that's why I think the line is either two and a half or one. Um, two and a half, one. Kelly Green goes, Burrow's had two surgeries. Yeah, but the Burrow doesn't run. He's a pocket passer. As long as that shoulder's not injured, Joe Burrow will be just fine. He doesn't rely on his wheels. Your guy does. Your running quarterback does. 268 on the ground is exceptional. 268. Wow. It's the most rushing attempt since 1939 or 49 or whatever it was. Man, you got to pull 1940 stats out to pull out a rushing get a game like that. That's an old school 1980s win right there, boy. 44 rushing attempts. Man. That's like old school, like three yards in a cloud of dust kind of stuff. Really entertaining ball. <laughs> I'm sure the owner up there is going 44 attempts running the ball. And these other guys are throwing it like Burrow's throwing it in the snow. <laughs> uh, Burrow, how many times did – hey, hey, uh, Tone, tell me how many passes Joe Burrow had in a blizzard. I mean, he must have threw the ball 40 times in that thing. It was a blizzard. It's just a matter of time before Burrow. You mean it's just a matter of time before your boy gets hurt? Dual threat always does. 36 attempts? That's a little lower than I thought. They ran the ball well against Buffalo, too. Three yards in a cloud of dust, man. That's that, that's that high-powered. Allen threw it 42 times. They got to get him a running back, dog, and he's got to protect the ball better. Buffalo needs a back. Miles Sanders would fit perfect up there. Okay? Perfect. 
special. What a special player. <laughs> special. We'll take a look. Hey, divisional rounds are set. Oh, yeah. I got to do I got to do the tier quarterbacks, too. This came from Bledsoe. The top, the top tier quarterbacks, tier one and tier two. This comes from Bledsoe. And the rankings, this is this is from the National Football League, too. On who the tier one and tier two quarterbacks are. You think Jalen's a tier one quarterback in the NFL eyes? Do, do, do you think? Be very interesting. Um, I thought the Jags, the Jags are going to be a football team that's going to be around a long time. They're going to be around a long time. We'll get to that. Let's get to some of your takes over here, right? Um, Hurts still winning games, so the hate doesn't equate. What hate? I have no hate. I picked you guys to get to the Super Bowl. What hate? I'm not hating on him. You keep a dual threat guy. I don't go there. That's all. We agree to disagree, my friend. Sills, since your Super Bowl pick of the Bills was wrong, who do you have winning it now? Um, I have to think about more now. I do. I'll have to think about it. Um, let's see. Sills broke up with Josh Allen for Burrow now. No. I'd still take Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the third best quarterback in the league. Um, let's see. You only pull stats that favor your argument. Well, which one did you, which, which, which one did you, which stat was that 16 to 24, 154, the 268, the running the ball was the difference in this ball game against the giants. Wasn't the 154 throwing the ball, throwing the ball had no real impact really. It was more about 268 on the ground. Second play of the game was a 40-yard pass to Smith. Yeah, pretty much ended the passing night after that. Pretty much ended it. And the rest of it was just domination at the point of attack. Okay? Let, let's take a look at the games on the weekend. And most notably, the 49ers against the Cowboys, the opponent the Eagles will play on Saturday. Pretty 214, Kittle five catches for 95. He's special too. Um, 19 to 12. I tell you this about the Cowboys. I can't believe the Cowboy defense actually showed up. Okay? I can't believe they actually showed up. That was a heck of an effort by them to keep that offense at bay like that. Dak Prescott... If the Dallas Cowboys are ever going to do anything, they need to move off him, in my opinion. They completely need to move off him if they're going to want to win. Dak can't win, man. There's a $42 million contract that will not pan out. Dak will never win a Super Bowl in Dallas. It's time to move on. Dude, as much as Dak, you know, look, and you got empty calorie comments by the Cowboys. Cowboys beating the Buccaneers. Okay? Cowboys went in with fool's gold thinking the same way Minnesota was a fool's gold for the Giants. They played against a team that was better and more dominant than them, and they beat them up. It's time to move on. Dak Prescott is not going to win 
championships in Dallas. And Jerry knows that. And get this, Mike McCarthy, whether Mike McCarthy's safe or not, has no bearing. Jerry Jones is the front man of that team. So if you put another coach in there, it doesn't matter. I think the 49ers were lucky. Now, again, the Cowboys have beaten the Eagles this year. So, I mean, that's one of the one of the things that Dallas can say is that they have beaten Philly. And Philly can't go like this. Well, that was without Jalen. Well, you beat the Cowboys without Dak, too. That's a fact. Okay. You, you, you didn't, you didn't beat that team. You have not beaten Dak really. Dak's like eight and one versus Philly. Okay. So you beat Cooper Rush. And again, Dallas can't sit around crowing around too, going, well, we beat the Eagles. Well, you know what? They didn't have, they had Gardner Minshew in the room. Um, Hurts a top five quarterback? Absolutely not. Um, how do you feel about, no, no. Give Dak an extension. Dude, time to move on. Time to move on from Dak Prescott. I thought the 49ers, once again, thought they played hard, man. They're, they're they, Joey Boza, or excuse me, Nick Boza. I cannot wait to watch Boza versus Lane. That is going to be an epic battle. I cannot wait to watch this. I cannot. Cannot wait to watch this. Cannot wait to watch it. I think it's going to be exceptional. Bengals dominated the Bills in that ball game. Burrow 242. They had no answers for him. Mixing 105 on the ground. Boy, has he turned out to be a superstar. The Jags and Chiefs, um, Mahomes now. Here's here's one thing I'll say about Patrick Mahomes playing this weekend against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. One thing is for sure, okay, Patrick Mahomes is going to play hurt. Lamar Jackson would never. Lamar Jackson would never. That's a shame. There's a difference right there in the two guys. Patrick's playing. He's playing in the AFC title game. Lamar's not. He's making a business decision. Put a brace on and let's go. Not him. Dual threat. Not him. Dual threat. What happened to that guy? Um, Tone's right. Well, Tone, Tone, Tone brings up one of the most important things about Lamar. One guy has his money. The other guy doesn't. Should have took care of your business then in the offseason. And that's on both parties. That's on both parties. You put business ahead of team. Both the Ravens and the player. The Ravens and the player put business ahead of the team. And you got what you deserved. Okay? You got what you, both of you got what you deserve. You both got what you deserve. Well, one guy's got his money. Tone's correct. The other guy doesn't. Well, 
That's on both the Ravens and Steve Biscotti and Lamar Jackson. You put business over your teammates and you having to put stiffs out there and play is on both of you. You should both be ashamed. And that's why, again, both of you are at fault here when you're playing lesser players. They created an absolute dumpster fire in Baltimore with that whole decision. It was a dumpster fire. They created that. A complete dumpster fire. And that's where you are. Baltimore will never be in a position of championship with Lamar Jackson. You're just not. Misses too many games. There's too many business decisions that are being made. And in my opinion, I think you've I think that ship has sailed. Now they want to try to get together and they want to try to whatever, dude. I'm over it. I'm over it. And if Cincinnati smart start addressing this and start addressing if the e hey, by the way, D, thank you. By the way, Arthur, so like Huck, you know, are, are you guys feeling good? Hey, Yale, is everybody feeling good about Jalen? How come the Eagles don't come out and go, this guy here, man? He's calling him Michael Jordan, but yet, you know what they won't say? Whether or not he's the quarterback of the future or that they've started contract negotiations with him. Everyone else that was in that 2020 draft, even the Chargers came out and said this. No, because somebody in the L.A. media asked Tom Telesco, have you started contract conversations with Justin Herbert? And they went, no, we haven't yet. We're going to start picking that up here in the next couple weeks. Shit, at least some teams are being asked a question about their 2020 quarterbacks. Only place that they're not is in Philly. Why? He had an, he had a Philly moment. The kid wins a, a playoff game. Wouldn't it be this week that you would say this going into an NFC title game? Jalen Hurts is going to be the player that we've wanted here for years. And we're going to start contract negotiations in the offseason, and we're going to start getting it going here. Shit, Cincinnati's already started. Cincinnati brought it up again today. Cincinnati brought it up again today. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure Joe Burrow retires a bangle. When do you guys do that? I love my dual threat guy so much. Howie doesn't make any comments. He loves talking about his roster. It's coming. Okay. When's that? When they wait and see if he wins the NFC title game? I'm just curious. Yale goes, let's see how it plays out. Yale, Justin Herbert, they addressed it in Los Angeles on Friday. Last Wednesday, the Bengals addressed it. Okay? Two guys that were taken in that draft in 20. January 9th was the first time, as I said last week, teams could start, what do you, what do you mean, Jay, relax? Shit, man, on my Twitter page, I added Nicole over at Clutch. You know what she told me? They haven't reached out yet. Nicole from Clutch Sports. Go over to my Twitter page. They haven't reached out to them yet. Whoa, wait a minute. 
Look at look at look at what Green says. Focusing on the Super Bowl. What? They're not focusing on their second Super Bowl appearance in Cincinnati. What? What mean? What? You you can't do both. This is pro sports. This ain't college. Well, I worry about the national title game. <laughs> not running out of stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When are you going to address this? Or are you going to wait to the offseason? Hey, at least the Chargers went like this. No, we haven't. At least somebody had the balls to ask them. At least somebody asked them the question. Eagle goes, you're not making any sense. Okay, I'll make it very clear to you. On January 9th, when the calendar turned, Every quarterback, are you following me, Eagle? Just in case you're not. Every player that was a player drafted that was a quarterback in the 2020 draft, you could begin negotiations if you have a year remaining on your contract from your rookie contract where you could begin negotiations. Okay? All right? Anton goes, Nicole Lynn already tweeted about a Brinks truck. That doesn't mean the Eagles have contacted her because she put a picture up. That's her opinion on what it's going to cost the Eagles. It's a Brinks truck. Get ready. <laughs> hey, Tone, this going to get a little bumpy. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. I can't wait to see the Eagles and what they're going to pay this guy. I cannot wait. Holy cow. I cannot wait to see what they're going to pay this guy. Holy cow. Has the media done their job and asked the... No. They haven't in Philly. No one's asked it. They asked it in Los Angeles. They asked it in Cincinnati. But they haven't asked it with Hurts yet. $55 million for Jalen. <laughs> You better, hey, the Joe Burrow's going to make $100 million. <laughs> No, Spencer, it's not a bad, I cannot wait. Oh, once you pay this guy, that team will not, that old line's gone. Once you pay that, you can't keep your whole, all your guys. Can't keep them. Oh, man, $45 million? I can't wait. So when's this conversation starting? All right. Hour two coming up. Let me do this. We're going to go more in depth on the divisional games. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, get his take on what he saw. Also, some more on what we saw in that Giants and the Eagles game. I got to tell you, man, no question about it. You know, Purdy and Hurts had played – a game against one another in college. Please hit the like button. Hour two, Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. 
At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Soleno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National football show. Someone goes, hey, Sills, you say last week Eagles coaches were worse than the Giants. I still hold to that. You have better talent. 
Your general manager is a better general manager. It's about Jimmy's and Joe's, dude. It's not about schemes. It's Jimmy's and Joe's. The reason that the Eagles are good is because of the star players, not the stupid schemes that you have. And by the way, Gannon called a great game. It's the first time I've actually seen him bring pressure. Brian Brian Dable did so much with nothing. Those wide receivers, I guarantee you not one of those wide receivers on that football team will be on the team next year. They were trash cans. They were trash cans. The tight end's probably pretty decent. Other than that, Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Don't make it. Don't go there and go, well, Sirianni's a better coach than me. He's not. Mr. High School is not. That I do agree, Murphy. Okay? That I do agree. The Giants put their hand up and quit. And that's on the Eagles beating them down. That is beating them down and up. And that is a great thing. Dude, when you can make somebody submit that, the the Eagles made that Giants team submit in the fourth quarter. They submitted. They submitted. They quit. No getting around it. Okay? No getting around it. Um, I can't emphasize enough how important it was that Lane played all 60 minutes. He was there all 60 minutes. And he's the heart and soul of that football team. He is the attitude of that team. He's the attitude. He's the attitude of, of, that, of that ball team. You could see, okay, healthy hurts, and hit, but it's him. It's Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is that team. It's identity. You know how Lawrence Taylor gave the Giants their identity? Lane gives that Eagle team their identity. Okay? He was rested in the fourth. He was, but he still could have went if they needed him. That game was over at 14-0. You didn't need to put his ass out there. Get him some more rest. He's going to have quite a test this coming week against Boza. And Boza is going to line up over him. And that's going to be an iconic game. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you guys, these are the kind of games where you have personal matchups. Like A.J. Brown, by the way, somebody asked me, Sills, what do you make of A.J. Brown and his sideline antics and all that other shit? I don't care about wide receivers and how they act. They're all divas. It's okay. Whatever. As long as you don't become a toolbox and it goes beyond, it's who he is kind of. He's not, he's, he's, he's not a locker room destruction guy like T.O. is. I don't have a problem with that. And plus, I don't want to take that away from him. If he's got to be a little bit of a hemorrhoid at times, whatever. Okay? Whatever. It's okay. It's all good. I don't have a problem. As long as you're not like a team cancer and shit like that, guys are going to say shit. Like the thing with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, shit happens on the sideline, man. It happens on the sideline. It's all good. Okay? Thank you, Sirianni's who he is. He's a high school attitude coach. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Once again, dank. You like cheerleaders? I don't. 
You like emotional guys that get over their skis? I don't. I want my head coach to be like Andy Reid. Okay? I want my head coach like Andy or Doug. Those are my guys. You could take Nick all you want. It's okay. You take Nick. I'll take Andy and Doug. Is that okay? How's that? Wait a second. Eagle Fango's never seen so many wrong takes before. What? Did I want Andy Reid and Doug Peterson and you want Sirianni? Is a bad take? You go ahead. You take Mr. Cheerleader and I'll take the professional guys that have actually won something. Okay, I'll take I'll take those two guys. One Super Bowl in 20 years, Andy Reid. Okay. <laughs> and Mahomes is currently hobbled. Dak was out five games. Brady was replaced by Reset multiple times. Manning missed stretches with the Colts. Burrow knocked out his rookie year. Come on, Sills. Dual threat is just a lazy take. No, it's not. Vic never finished a full season. RG3 was knocked out of the game. Lamar Johnson, Lamar Jackson hasn't finished a regular season in the last three years. And Kyler Murray just got hurt. Won't be ready to go until next October. Do you want me to go on? I can. Even the running quarterback, Steve Young, left the game because of concussions. What do you want me to continue to do? Lazy take? How can it be a lazy take when I give you example after example? How? How can that be when I have context? It's called context. Dual threat quarterback. Your quarterback in the last two years has missed ball games. You think he's getting healthier? Seriously. Where in the world is that a lazy take? Your own guy didn't finish every game this year. Those other guys did. What are you talking about? Josh Allen finished the year because Josh Allen's 6'6". He's 250. Hey, he's going to get killed too. I have said that and said that and said that. He is on the same path as Andrew Luck. Don't keep moving these sticks on big sills. I never said he had a long career. That guy's not playing seven years. With that style of ball, that's a fact. Josh Allen will not last long if he plays like that. Plus the turnovers and the reckless way he is in the huddle. He's got to fix that. I don't give a shit if Jalen, get this. This guy just goes, Jalen squats 600 pounds. And Peyton Manning and Tom Brady couldn't jump over a stack of nickels. How does that matter? How does that matter? Drexler goes, nobody can stop dual threat. Oh, with a knee injury, you can. Because they stopped themselves. <laughs> Look at this guy. You're you're a hypocrite between black and white quarterbacks. I just got through telling you, Josh Allen's not going to make it because of that style of play. This is nothing to do with the only people that bring race up are race baiters, and that's you guys. Sports and football have nothing to do with race. Zero. 
It's all about W's and L's, not about W's and B's. Black guys and white guys has nothing to do with it. It's W's and L's, plain and simple. Nobody gives a shit if you're gay, you're not gay, you're heterosexual, you're Jewish, you're Catholic. Can you play? If you can play, I don't care what you are. I don't care what your color is. I don't care what your sexuality or politics are. Can you play? Are you there on Sundays? Is the only thing I give a shit about and always have my entire life. I could care less. I could care less off of a football field or out of a locker room. Any of that stuff, because it has no bearing on winning. Nothing. You guys, you idiots. Thank you, W2. I had to define that. You guys, you idiots. Yes. Look, look at Eagle fans. Sills, why did you call a black man monkey? I called my best friend, Jonathan Vilma, and made a mistake in 2012 um, by saying this. Hey, I'd sign all those monkeys. And one of them was a white guy in there too. And my friend, Jonathan Vilma, went to the University of Miami with me, laughed, but everyone else didn't. And I apologized on the air. Is that good? Thank you. Okay, we move on. Um, this is going to be a football game. Get this, guys. This game on Sunday against the Niners, I do think the Eagles should be favored in this ball game. Okay? I do. Look, look, look at Eagle fan. A mistake? Hey, Eagle fan, do you know me? Don't pretend. Um, let's see. Yes. East Candom. Thank you. Um, let's see here. The Eagles should be favored Sunday. They should be because of the quarterback, the coaching favors, San Francisco, San Francisco has more star players. Who has the better roster? Who has the better, which is, is Debo better than if you had to pick? Hey, Tone, Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown, who do you take? Um, who do you guys take? A.J. Brown or Debo? A.J. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that. AJ? AJ's better than Debo? I don't know. AJ's better than... Debo Samuel stats... Oh, he had he missed he missed some ball games this year. He got hurt. That's right. He missed some ball games. But in the playoffs so far, didn't have a lot there. Then again, AJ didn't do a lot. Tone, who you got here? DB was more versatile with his running ability. They are both the same from a receiving perspective to me. I think AJ. 
is a better pure receiver. The better player is Debo Samuel. The better receiver is AJ. I know it sounds like I want my cake and eat it at the same time, right? Um, is that fair? Ron says Debo's a gadget receiver. AJ's pure. Ron, I think that's kind of what we're saying, right? That that AJ, AJ's the better wide receiver, but um Debo's the better is is the better player, but AJ's the better receiver. Okay. Debo's a Swiss Army knife. You can use them in the running game. Yeah, W2's right. You're, you're, you're right, W2. Who's the better receiver? It's AJ. It's it's AJ. Um, who's the better ba- who what back would you rather have in your backfield? And know this. Know this. Howie Roseman made a run at Christian McCaffrey when he was in Carolina. And the 49ers, hey, will somebody do me a favor, Tone? Can you do a little homework for me? When they acquired Christian McCaffrey, can you tell me what the 49ers record was? I'd appreciate it. Um, Miles Sanders or Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey's better. McCaffrey is a reason why he's the best back in the game. Now, I should probably rephrase that and say he's probably the most complete back because he's a guy who catches the ball out of the backfield. Henry, Derrick Henry, the kid in Las Vegas, even Dalvin Cook too. Okay, you could probably make the argument. But Christian McCaffrey's better than Miles Sanders. He's a better back, in my opinion. More complete, I should say. Okay. I, I, I redefined it, Des. Henry's a better in-between-the-tackle runner, but I'm going to say again one more time here. In my opinion, okay, Christian McCaffrey is the best. He, he, him and Alvin Kamara, those kind of backs, I think those are the kind of guys that you need today in the NFL to move your sticks. And that's why the, and that's why the um, Eagles went after Christian McCaffrey. Listen to what Tone said. Okay. Um, the 49ers were three and four before getting Christian McCaffrey. So let's just put it there after that. Okay. They won. They were 11 and they lost the first game with him dropping to four and four and won 12 straight. So they were 12 and one with him. They were 12 and one with Christian McCaffrey. That's a difference maker on a team. 12 and one. McCaffrey completely re redesigned and gave that team a complete facelift. Wow. Fully healthy without any issues. Give me CM. See over Miles Sanders easily. Can you imagine Christian McCaffrey playing in Philadelphia with that old line? You couldn't defend him. With Hurts, wow. If the Eagles had landed him, 
that thing would be a juggernaut. If they had landed McCaffrey, Howie didn't want to give up the King's ransom that San Francisco got from, um, had to give up. San Francisco gave up a lot of picks to get his ass up there. Howie didn't want to surrender all that. Makes me think Howie's going to go into the draft and draft a running back. Okay? But McCaffrey, dude, the team's 12-1 and one with Christian McCaffrey. Shit, man. That's insanity. That's insane great. The Eagles would be unguardable with McCaffrey. That's what my boy Tone says. Tone, I see why Howie wanted him. If they would have got him, you couldn't stop them. Wow. He is a special ball player. Okay, let's go here. Um, Kittle, George Kittle versus Dallas Goddard. <clears throat> Kittle had some injuries early on, right? By the way, Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour coming up with us. George Kittle stats. No, no. You mean the Giants couldn't stop you? George Kittle stats. Um, Kittle, Kittle had 60 catches, 765, and 11 touchdowns. I thought that number should be higher. Yeah, Fly. You know what? Goddard. Yeah, Ron. Ron. Yeah. Wow. Dallas Goddard's better than George Kittle. Yeah. Man. Dude, Dallas Goddard's making a fucking change. He's making, I'm sorry, excuse me. He's making a giant name Dude, he is the most impressive guy in that huddle outside the quarterback. He is the most impressive player maybe on that team is Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is – you're right, man. Kittle's kind of I, – I was shocked. I thought he missed a ton of ball. He played in 15 ball games. And if, and if could Dallas Goddard had played in 15 ball games, he'd have had 1,100 yards. He'd have had 1,100 yards, right? How he got such a steal on Dallas. Philiopolis, amen, man. Dude, that guy, Dallas Goddard's my favorite tight end. I'll take him over Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's got better hands. How about this? And they throw the ball, and plus they have Andy Reid. Dallas Goddard in that Kansas City offense, <clears throat> I think he would do the same. Hey, is this fair? If Dallas Goddard were in that Kansas City, if he was in that Kansas City um, offense with Andy, don't you think he'd be doing the same thing as Travis Kelsey? Okay, right? Maurice, yes, you're right. That division, that division, Atlanta, I mean, who the hell do the 49ers play? Atlanta, the Rams? Maurice, I could say the same thing about your schedule. What elite team did you play this year? The Cowboys? Sure it wasn't Minnesota. What was the elite team? Philiopolis goes, he'd have 1,500 yards. I agree. With Andy calling the plays and Mahomes and not taking anything away from Jalen, they just throw the ball more in Kansas City. 
Okay. By the way, you know the one thing that Kansas City can't do that Phil do? This is where you may have the advantage in a Super Bowl. Man, there is absolutely no way on the planet Kansas City. Now, wait a minute. Kansas City ran the ball for 200 yards on you guys a year ago. Now, this is a different team. I get it. But they did run the ball on you for 200 yards last year. It's a different ball team. I completely agree. But the one thing that Philly can do is they can go 268 on the ground and pop up a 40-yard pass down the sideline to AJ. Okay? Kansas City can't do that. I don't think. I don't think they can. The 49ers have not flown past Arizona since November 21st. That's a big, that's a great, that's a great take right there. I think that shit matters. And that's why they're, that's why they're probably healthy and they haven't flown very far. That's a, that's a pretty good take. Um, I think that's a factor. Dallas had every opportunity to win that game yesterday. Chris, amen, man. The shitty play calling, situational play calling. I couldn't tell you what the name of that play was at the end of the game. I had no idea. Seals, the NFC East had three teams in the playoffs. Agreed, Maurice. Compared to the NFC West. Now, you had the defending Super Bowl champions, but they were a hollow shell of themselves compared to what they were. I think that team didn't want to play this year. Okay? I think they didn't want to play. Last time they came east was October 16th, and they lost to the Falcons with Jimmy G at quarterback. Again, though, Philiopolis, since McCaffrey, they're 12-1. and one. They're 12-1 and one since they acquired McCaffrey. It's a completely different team. Okay? Tone goes, that's a really great take. The Niners had a dogfight with Dallas and now have to fly to Philly. That's a tough task. It, it really is. Philliopolis, that's a great take. It's a great take. Okay, that they haven't had to fly around a lot of places. And believe me, man, when you're flying around like that, it is a pain in the ass. And when you play in a game the way that the Cowboys did, a 1912 nail biter, and you're playing your ass off for 60 minutes, and then you got to get on an airplane to play another physical game. I'll tell you something that's going to be interesting to watch in this ball game against the 49ers for the Eagles. If the Niners have any gas left, do you have any gas left? Because the way that the Eagles, dude, the Eagles look like it was, hey, do we, do we, do we agree with this? The Eagles look like they had the same energy that they had against Detroit in week one. Or, or better yet, that thing looked like when they took apart Minnesota. What was that, the third game or it was the second game? When the Eagles took apart the Vikings in game two, that kind of, it felt like that, right? It felt like the energy had been put back into the, back into the building. Sydney goes, is it cold in Philly, assuming Cali's warm? Um... It's been kind of chilly, but it's, dude, I'm from the East Coast. It ain't East Coast chilly. <laughs> That's going to be cold to the boys. But it, as long as it's not anything like we saw up in Buffalo with the Bengal game and it's not a snowstorm, that's not going to be a factor. The traveling will. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like if I was Kyle Shanahan, I'd come, I'd come east and have my team in the Philly area Wednesday. I'd have them here Wednesday, practicing outside, playing outside, getting acclimated to the time. I don't want to show up on a Saturday. I want to get out here and I would, I would come ahead of time. I would come ahead of time, like Wednesday, get in in the morning, get out, have a walkthrough. Start getting your clock. I'll tell you a trick. If you play on the West Coast, don't reset your clock. Keep everything until the game on your normal clock. It's e- I think it's easier going from, east to, from west to east than east to west because you have to go back in time. You go forward in time. It's, I, it just, I always found it easier going from west to east than east to west. Still going to be... You're still going to have to get on a bus and you're still going to have to get on an airplane and it's still going to be a headache here. So, Hey, we're, we're efforting our friend Gary Cobb. Um, and hopefully we'll catch up with Fox 29 seals. Did you see Fred Warner locker room speech after the game yesterday? Extremely uninspiring. <laughs> well, he's going to, Hey, let me tell you something, dog. Philiopolis, well, you're going to get a whole, you're going to get a whole bucket of kick-ass by that Eagle offensive line, okay? That Eagle offensive line, man, is as good as I've ever seen. I mean it, man. I'm, You know what? I'm going to make a comment one more time to you. I don't think the Emmett Smith like, – like, watch this. Um, Mark Tune and Williams, Eric Williams, Malata and Lane. Malad and Lane. Eric Williams and Mark Tune. Malad and Lane. Shane says, this is the first of many playoff games between the Eagles and 49ers. Star power everywhere. We're the new kids on the block. The 49ers. 49ers, the one thing that the 49ers do have the advantage of over the Eagles a lot of their guys are locked down for three-year contracts. 
The Eagles don't have that affordability um, to do. But all right, without further ado, let's go to our friend Gary Cobb here and get his take because I'll tell you what, man, that was just an absolute ass beating that the Eagles put on the Giants. And, you know, Gary, I think you and me and pretty much everyone else, I think this is a Vikings thing. You know, we got no caught. I mean, I looked at that record that Minnesota put up and the Giants and the job that they did, we all kept doing this. Boy, that's pretty good effort by them going up to Minneapolis and winning like that. Yeah. And they took care of a good team. Come to think about it now, Minnesota wasn't that good of a team. But the thing you go like this on Saturday night, right, Gary? Hey, Sills, we told you that giant team was week 14 giant team, and we showed you. That's what they did. Yeah, well, you know, they, they took care of business, you know, and they, they went out, jumped on them. But, yeah, the Giants, um, really looking at the at the Viking film, the defensive coordinator, uh, half of the, the half of the defensive backs are playing man, the other half are playing zone. You're like, what is going on? So uh, Minnesota just, um, you know, they weren't that good and really kind of showed we saw that um, – Daniel Jones and that crew, they still got a ways to go uh, to really do anything. So uh, they exposed them, but I got to give the Eagles credit. They went out. If that's who you're playing, you go out, you take care of them, and, and you handle your business. And uh, they took care of it, and the, and the game was over at, at halftime. Um, I think that uh, it's just a confidence builder. And it was good uh, for, for Jalen to get that on his way back. You know, he gets a, a game in which he's kind of warming things up because – you know that the the Niners, you know they got their work cut out for the Niners. Uh, and I, I, I'll say this: I mean, I'm impressed with the with the Niners and everything, but they're not un, unbeatable either, uh, because you know they've had their problems. Now the big thing you got to do is, you know, everybody's got to be doing their job. They got to be sharp. The communication's got to be good. You know they're going to uh, probably do some things, uh, mix some things up uh, with some blitzes or something. And, uh, you know, they like to play zone. They play zone. Their linebackers are very athletic, those guys in the middle. So you got to take care of the football because the Cowboys beat themselves. Those turnovers, which, you know, we, we all are talking about the turnovers. It's probably going to have a lot to do with who wins on Sunday. Whoever turns the ball over, you take care of the football and you get back to, you know, uh, to doing that. Because I, I don't see uh, either team just, you know, blowing the other team out. Uh, because you got two good defenses, so it's going to be a play here or there. I mean, you know, it's going to mean taking care of the football. But I too, but but I tell you what though, I love what they did. Put that ball on the ground, and once you establish that, see, once you establish these guys can't stop you from running the ball, then it opens up everything else, and that's what they did. And really, doing against the uh, against the Giants, where they you know they had those two big tackles there in the middle that that didn't do them any good and uh, I got to give the Eagles credit now can you do that against the Niners if they can run the ball against the Niners they got them they They do carry I think they can throw it against them and you see if Dak had been accurate he had big plays downfield he missed the guys you know he either uh he was off with the target or under two guys who had a step on him I mean because of play here or there and uh Dallas would have won that game. Were you shocked, Gary, that Jonathan Gannon pressed and brought blitzes on on Daniel Jones? I mean, 
you know, maybe maybe this is maybe this is something that we have to just look at him and who he is. He's a situational play calling defensive uh, coordinator. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is he's almost got like an offensive approach to how he calls. He doesn't want high percentage turnover opportunities, big plays down the field. You and yep. me always know, never give up the plus 25. He's mm-hmm. afraid of that play behind him. Yeah. But man, when he got into a game against an inexperienced uh, quarterback, he knew if they set the edges, uh, they weren't going to beat him. So he brought pressure. That's, would you agree that that game, probably he brought more pressure in that game against the Giants than any game that we've seen yeah. all year? Uh, he did. I mean, he he got after them uh, and really, you know, changed some things up, you know, and you, you saw some things you hadn't seen, uh, you know, from him. And I think it's a great situation to be in. Now, we got a young kid here now. This young kid, you know, if you can get a hit on a kid early on, you know, uh, that's been my experience because I've seen some great quarterbacks who were young who if you got a good hit on them uh especially somebody coming from a side you know like out of the blue he didn't see the guy and and you pop him and you're getting to him uh and you you can unnerve him you know and of course a big play you know and the, the cowboys had chances come on i mean those Diggs. red zone turnovers gary come on Diggs. yeah yeah the red Man. zone turnovers but Diggs had the ball it was deflected it like somebody handing him the ball. How could you let that ball go through your hands? I, I don't know. And then the other play he had where uh, you had the tight end, you know, he's got a chance to hit him. What are you closing your eyes? What are you doing? I mean, I, I was, I was disappointed in, in those plays. I mean, you know, he's supposed, he's supposed to be one of their better players. Come on. You got, you got to, you got to give me better than that. You know, I could see him being upset after the game. I mean, look, you got a chance to make some plays and, you know that it's going to be a play here or there. So if you get the chance, at least, how do you drop a ball where they almost handed you the ball? I mean, it was coming so slow, catch this ball. You know, where you got a little kid, you know, on Christmas, you're sitting there playing with your kid, you got a little toddler, he can catch the ball. <laughs> Come on. How do you let that ball go through your hands? You know, but, you know, things happen, I understand, but they had the opportunity. But, uh, you know, they got to go into this game turnover-minded, turnover-minded. A turnover here or there. And like I said, if this kid, they could cause him and they show him some a zone and they're blitzing him, I, I would even really come with a with um, a zone blitz where I'm playing zone and I'm coming. I'm trying to get that kid from his blind side because you want to shake him up early. If I think if you shake him up early, you could get the kid off, out, of his, uh, out of his game. Hey, Gary, do you think that Hassan Reddick is the best pass rusher the Eagles have had since Reggie White? Wow, that's a lot. That's – wow. Because um, mm. I'll tell you re- what, Gary, he's wreaking havoc, man. He is, I mean, he is. even when he doesn't get home, uh-huh. he's like right there. I mean, he must have ran by, and the only reason he didn't have four sacks in that game yeah. is because Jones got away from him. I mean – yeah, if he was a traditional pocket guy. I think he has four sacks in that game. Well, I mean, you know, they they had talked, uh, you know, all week about that kid he was running against. He was shaky, you know. He had been getting beat all year, so he he had, uh, you know, you if you get yourself, uh, you know, a, a guy that they can't handle, they can't get it done, you know, uh, you you got to take advantage of him, and that's what he did. He he exposed that kid, and he and he got to him early, and that's why I say 
you get have something happen early. You can see with Jones, they got to him early. He he lost it, man. He he's he was shaky. You know, he was back there. It was like Gary. He's got nineteen sacks on the year. Count yeah, the, the playoffs. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's, he's had an amazing sacks. year. He's had an amazing year. You know, I, uh, the thing uh, with Reggie. You know, I I've seen him though where. You know, uh, oh no, no, got, I'm not suggesting he's but I'm saying no, the no, best since him since then. I, you know, I, you know, Hugh Douglas, yeah, you had Hugh, um, Cole, you, you know, Trent, uh, Trent Cole, yeah. Mm. This is his first year, I haven't seen him, you know, play up. You know, I let I like to see him, like, let him see her play a couple years because. You know, but he's had a great year. I'll give him that. And then when you the have last that three kind years, of game, though, Gary, Gary, the last yeah. three years, seventeen this year, twelve yeah. last year, and eleven the year yeah. before. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's had a good productive. run. I mean, and and the way he's been, and I got to got to admit, I like the fact the kid works, man. He he's a hard worker, and uh, he's tenacious, and you know he's giving you everything he's got. He's coming. He's he's an effort guy. So. Uh, and, and also, you know, I, I, I see him uh, like a, looking at him at practice and then you see him utilize things in the game. He's working on his moves and you can see him, uh, you know, just wanting to be crisp with his move. And and he's smart. He's a smart player. So, I, I mean, I can't say enough about him. It's just, uh, you know, something I'd have to think about. But I, I definitely he's definitely among the, the best. I mean, how about this one, Gary? Not the best. Can he's you among think, the best. Can you think of anybody that you and I played in the league with, or you know, that 6'1", 230. I know. I, mean, I, I think, Suggs, I, think I looked at Terrell Suggs. He's 6'2", 250. Not yeah. the biggest guy, and they would edge rush him off the corner there a lot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, uh -huh. I'm thinking, Gary, I can't think of a guy at that size. He's the size of a fullback. Now, now the thing is, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that he's that light, 230, but I, I will say this. The guy is—he's a power rusher too. He moves people. Yeah, you know, he does. And, he does bull rushes. Yeah, he does bull rushes, and you know, uh, like with his technique of coming in there and he working on, you know, coming in there low and and and, and utilizing that against those big guys. He comes around that corner, man. I, you know, I got to give it to him. I—I uh, I didn't know he was that good. I mean, I didn't know he was going to be this productive. I—I uh, I really, even though I knew he'd had some good years and. And I remember him because I, I I knew him when he was playing at uh, at Temple. In fact, I had talked to him. I went over there. Um, we had to do something with the the kids that were coming out in the draft, and they were over there at the University of Temple. And I remember meeting him when he was um, like maybe in his sophomore or junior year. And you know, you meet so many kids, you know, you don't you, you don't think what, what they're going to eventually going to be watching the kid is going to be a dominant NFL player. But I've seen him develop. And I see him working now. The kid works at his game. He's smart. You know, they ask him to do a lot of different things because not just rushing. At times, he's dropping in the coverage and everything. So he's a smart player, and uh, he's giving him everything he's had. You know, you know, Gary, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a conversation that I had with Kevin Green when he was alive. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Green, when he came out of um, Auburn, he was what we used to call back in the day a tweener. He, didn't, he yeah. was like between a linebacker, defensive end, you yeah. just didn't know what to do with the guy, but mm -hmm. he was so productive and such a good player yeah. and you didn't know what to do. And he goes, you know, I got into a system. They created this defense for me in Los Angeles. And then he mm -hmm. had success in Pittsburgh too, obviously. And in Carolina, yes. uh -huh. he goes, it really takes the coordinator to find, you know, the last two teams, they could, 
They just let him walk out the building. Yeah. They didn't even try to keep him. And so I <laughs> yeah, think you're right. Give Jonathan Gannon a credit for finding the Rubik's Cube and the code to it because he has killed teams since and, they and got you know, Sue and Joseph. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. I mean, he has uh, – he definitely – I mean, he's stepped up his game. I mean, it, it's just like he's gotten comfortable uh, with, with what they're doing and – I mean, he's been, he's been he's been he's been giving you what one or two sacks almost every game for what how many see I mean it's what it's been about five games, he's just been on a run. I mean, and uh, and the right, pressures and, and the yeah, quarterback and the, hits and the pressures. That's right. And, and the big thing too is, uh, you know, he's close to getting that ball out, man. You know, and because that's that's what's going to eventually that's what's going to make the difference with these guys. Is can they win that turnover battle with uh, with San Francisco? And, you know, when you get in the red zone, you know, are you scoring? Are you kicking field goals? You know, that ultimately is going to decide on who's going out to uh, Arizona. Hey, Gary, how about Lane Johnson playing 60 minutes? They rested him a little bit in the fourth, but there's no question. <laughs> hey, Gary, when they, when they put him on the field, and I made a yeah. proclamation on this, man, I think this guy is the best offensive lineman that that <laughs> franchise has ever had. Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's saying a lot. At least in the last sixty years, that yeah. guy is the best. He was destroying people, and he's injured. And yeah, I can't wait to watch him and Boza this weekend. Yeah, that, that, Gary, gonna be fun, am I off man. base when I say, yeah, he might be the best offensive lineman the organization's ever had. He may, and you know, the, the thing about the offensive line, you know, you know what, you know, if you ever get a chance to play against a guy, I mean, you know, um, you know, like they have the. Um, the rut pass rush drill, you go over there and you get a chance to go somebody and, and you feel how strong they are or whatever. Um, but sitting there looking at him, I mean, the guy's a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal athlete, you know, to be playing tackle, you know. Uh, so uh, the fact that he got so big, they moved him to tackle, but he was an athlete and he was playing tight end. And, and, and just talking to Lane, uh, you see how he is about his athleticism, see. He really wasn't an offensive. He wasn't an offensive lineman. See, he was a tight end. You know, he was a, he was a quarterback, and he just got so big that we're going like, man, we got to put you on the line, man. You're just too big, and so he he's he's got the athleticism of uh, you know playing these other positions, and that's why with the strength and things and and uh, you know even you look at him, he's so lean. You don't see offensive linemen that lean. No, I mean. And it, you know, and he's got the uh, athleticism and the strength to do everything, and that's why he's just a, you know, a freak of nature. You know, you don't really have you know guys like that walking around too often to have uh, to be that athletic, and you're an offensive lineman because he he could play really any position on the offensive he, line, and probably could probably could go play tight end. Yeah, and probably even DT. I mean, the guy yeah, is really that gifted right. here. Two last yeah, questions for you: yeah. Is the difference in your opinion? on Sunday at the quarterback position between the two teams? Because look at the coaching here for an instance here, real quick. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's now in his third NFC championship game in four yeah. years. I mean, mm -hmm. the coaching experience plus the D coordinator on that side in San Francisco, in my opinion, I think you favored the Niners mm -hmm. with the experience. And I don't know how far that goes, but they've been there at least. Um, yes. Is the difference the quarterback Sunday? You know, I think the difference could be uh, up front. I think the Eagles can run on them. 
Oh, you think they you can know, run on that Niner I, defense? I think I think they can run on him because you know, you know, because of um, of Jalen. You know, he he limits the number of guys you got out there. Now, uh, if they can run on them, you know, then that'll make a difference. But uh, that's the whole thing. I, I mean, the Eagles' offensive line. I'm interested to see, but I think they can run them. I want to see, you know, and that's what they why they play the game. Uh, it, it's going to be. Um, it's going to come down, like I said, I think it's going to be a play here or there. Now, if if they are able to, you know, take over a game against them, because I think they can, they, they have an advantage because of the kid, and you got to unravel this kid early, I think. You know, get him out of his game. Because if he has a few good plays early, see, that that relaxes. They got the confidence and everything. But if you could get to him early and and and, uh, and, and fool him by showing him something and, and there's something else, uh, I, I think you get in his head because that's what you want to do. You got a young kid like this. You want to get in his head. And then if you do that, then you, you got an advantage. But, but uh, you know, San Francisco is good. I mean, I, you know, I'm just talking because I, I don't know whether they're going to be able to run the ball against them because this is the, this is an outstanding defense. Um, but, but, but we're going to find out. We are going to definitely find out. And, and that's why they play the game. And it's going to be the fun. And I think it's going to be a, a monumental game. Um, and, and, and who knows, we could be seeing them going at it for a while where you got, you know, similar to what you had with the, uh, with the Cowboys and the Niners, where you got two franchises going at it. Uh, we could be seeing this in the NFC for a while. Last question for you. You think they're going to stroke this guy a check in the off season for 45 million per? I think they're going to have to, you know, that's why, uh, they got to get this now because, uh, you know, Howie, it works a miracle. Howie, if you got a miracle, pull this. <laughs> if you can, you can somehow, you know, uh, if you get in there and you talk to Jalen. Now, Jalen wants to win. So uh, maybe he will, he will uh, somewhere or another work out a discount for you. But because Jalen, I mean, he's the team guy and he wants to win and everything. But you're going to have to do something with him. You know that. It's going to have to be something that, that you're going to have to do in uh, and uh, he's got a lot of guys. Of course, a lot of these guys are on one-year deals. So this is a huge game for this team. It's a huge game for them, and they got to have it. Uh, really, you know, Cincinnati's got a similar situation over there. So, Oh, hey, if you're going to pay Jalen Hurts $45 million, Mike Brown, man, hey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cla- Mr. Uh, Clamps I, or Crabs, that's Crabs that's on, right. his, on his wallet, he's going to have to open. Hey, you're going to pay Jalen forty five. You're gonna pay that guy six. Woo! Man, yeah, man, hey, hey, Gary, he wow. he he's the real deal. That guy, is yes, he is, he is, and and I and I expect them to to be the team in the in the bowl. I think the Eagles. That's all. so. I think the Eagles. I expect them to be playing Cincinnati in the bowl. Absolutely, you know? Gary. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. All righty, have a you good. Got one. it. Should be very interested on Sunday. What happens there, man? Unbelievable, tremendous stuff. We're gonna reset everything. Okay, and I'm going to go comparisons here. Um, I, w- I want to bring up that offensive line again. And I want to do that again. Actually, here, that, no, no, we're going to hang in here. We're going to hang in here. We're going to hang in here. Tell them we're going to hang in here. I was doing something from that Cowboy offensive line from where you guys are right now. This old line that the Eagles have, I think this is what Gary said. I think it's the key to this game on Sunday. The Cowboy and the Emmett Smith O-line 
Eric Williams, Eric Williams, and Mark Tune versus Malata. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking it to the top. Versus Malata and Lane. Eagles have it in the tackles. You got better. I think Eric Williams is a great player, but this group here, I think you have better tackles. Say Amalo and Dickerson, the guards for the Cowboys were Gogan and Nate. Nate's better than Sayamalo. Nate's better than Sayamalo. But Dickerson's better than Gogan. Dickerson's better. I practiced against that old line, so I know. Okay? I practiced against the Cowboy old line. So I know what I'm talking about here. I didn't play against this, obviously, this 2022 Eagle team, but I played against that Cowboy line. And Kevin was good. But I never thought he was dominant. He's a big dude, man. He's a 6'6", 365-pound guy. Um, so the guards, Nate's better than Isaac Sayamalo. There, I don't, I don't think there's any question to that. Um, but Dickerson's better than Gogan. And at center position, they had Stepnowski and Ray Donaldson. And I think Jason, I think Jason Kelsey's better than both those. And I happen to think Ray Donaldson is a Hall of Fame player. Um, so at the end of the day, the Eagles have a better O-line than the Cowboys championship, championship run O-line that won three titles in four years. Yeah. I'm comfortable saying that. Um, and I think I think Goddard Goddard's better than Novacek. Goddard's better than Novacek. AJ Brown and and um, Michael Irvin are the same. And I think Devontae's better than Alvin Harper. I heard that Jeremiah died, man, dude. God bless. He loved coming on and giving us a whole bunch of BS, man. Rest in peace, brother. I'm very disappointed to hear that. I heard that. Man, and you guys are like family over here, man. All good. There's no center ever with better technique than Kelsey. Kevin Mawai was pretty good, but not him. Okay? Not him. Um, yeah, M. Reyes, man. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, not, I, I, I thought you were talking about, I, I get it now, man. Crazy. Yeah. Hard to believe we're that old line is, was so good, man. That was, that old line was so good Saturday. Watching them play is a privilege, man. Blowing, dude, they blew Williams and Dexter Lawrence off the line of scrimmage. They were fantastic. 
Yeah, man, I cannot believe Jeremiah, man. That's terrible. Does anyone know when he passed? Man, I'm sad to see I'm sad to hear that. But give him homage, man. He's got to be looking down on it going like this now. All good, right? Hertz was really good. Yeah, but not not Goddard good. I, I think Ertz had better hands than Goddard because Goddard will put the ball on the ground, you know? Goddard will put the ball on the ground. Dude, he was 39. Man, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Dude, wasn't he in here like last week? I thought he was in here last week. Yeah, wasn't he in here last week? I thought he was in here talking to us last week, if I'm not mistaken. I could have swore he was in here. Is Hertz better than Aikman? Troy managed everything. Jail is part of everything. Like when I watch Troy, I don't know. When I watch Jalen, I see a better player than Troy. Troy had weapons too. Now, it, it's kind of tough to sit here and talk about a three-time Super Bowl champion. Okay, I mean, the guy won three Super Bowls. Got to pump the brakes on comparing... A guy who hasn't won but won one playoff game, which is huge. It changed. It's changed. Hey, I'll tell you what. This guy's won more playoff games than Aaron Rodgers has in the last couple of years. <laughs> I'm talking Jalen. Right? But if I had to have a quarterback, again, it's just the style thing aside. I'm not going to sit here and go over that again. You just got to be careful because one guy's got three rings. Okay? Three rings. KC goes, are you an Eagles believer now? KC must be new to the show. KC, I've been picking you to go to the Super Bowl since March. I can't understand how people continually still say that. Oh, by the way, Okay. By the way, I brought a topic up here with with Gary Cobb, and I wanted to get your guys. Aikman's probably, I don't know, man. I think they think themselves around the field the same way. Troy was a very smart ball player, and I think, and I think, and I and I think Jalen is too. They're very smart football players. Is Hassan Reddick the best pass rusher that you've had since Reggie? Um, is he better than Hugh Douglas? You think Hassan Reddick is better th as a pass rusher than Hugh? How about Trent Cole? He's got 19 sacks. What's he got, 19 sacks in 18 games? Jesus, criminy. Clyde Simmons? 
Eagle goes, Sills said that we would start two and three. Yeah, and I said you'd make it to the Super Bowl. Actually, I thought it was more like two and five. Um, Hugh Douglas was a great pass rusher, though. Let's reset. Let's let, let, let's finish this topic up. Please hit the like button. I want to go over the divisional games, and I want to go over it statistically. I want to do that. Conference times and games are all set. The NFL has ranked tier one and tier two quarterbacks. I wonder if you agree where your boy is now. Hour number three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Appreciate the like button. You guys have been awesome today. Congratulations to you. By the way, congratulations to you. Your football team took all the concerns away. Health check. That did not look like a hurt football team Saturday night. Check. Quarterback health check. Um, we actually saw some different creative play calling on defense. They pressed more. They brought more blitzes. They did more exotic things. Check. I'll tell you something. I, you know, I, 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 what I maybe have to do is when it comes to Gannon, I just have to look at it and go like this. Sills. And I'm talking to myself here, guys. So bear with me on this. Not every D coordinator has to be Jim Johnson or has to be uh, Buddy Ryan, two of my favorite coordinators of all time. Uh, and, and so is um, Monty Kiffin. Those are some of my favorite, okay? Some of my favorite, okay? Um, he's he, he just likes to keep everything in front of him. You know what I mean? It's just not aggressive, but he was aggressive against New York. Again, some of the stuff that I said in the first hour, Monty Kiffin, I love Monty Kiffin. One of my favorites of all time. The Eagles, they just look great in all phases. Here's some of my takeaways from the game on Saturday. I didn't believe in the Giants. However, I did say that I thought the game would be 30 to 28, and I thought it would be a close one. But remember, I kept saying this on Friday to you. Do you really think New York's going to go into the link and do exactly what they did in Minneapolis? I found that hard to believe. Do we really believe Daniel Jones is that guy? Remember, people kept asking me, and I kept going like this. I want to see him do it again. And he couldn't. And it was there for all to see. And see, watch this. Was that a shitty Giants team like week 14? Yes. But what the Eagles did, they reminded them who they really are. You see, the Giants came out of that Minnesota game. They came out of that Minnesota game thinking they were somebody else. And you know what the Eagles did? They reminded them of who they are. You're not that team because Minnesota's frauds and we're going to crush you. And they did. That's called not playing down to your competition. That's what they did. You're going to play championship football against us. You're going to get a championship effort. And the Eagles showed them what a championship level effort looks like. 
That's why the Giants quit in the fourth quarter. They realized they didn't have the weapons to do it, and they knew. Even Brian Dable on the sidelines started realizing, and he started understanding, okay, uh, we don't have the horses for this. Okay? Pietro goes, you act surprised. Well, because the question marks I just said, if you weren't listening, health, lane, the quarterback, we had to see it all. Act surprised. And you're making it sound like you've played great ball in the last month. You haven't. They checked all of that, and they put it all in the win column. Was I surprised? Yes. Because they hadn't shown it. Yes. They haven't looked like they did on Saturday night. Probably since that Giants game in week 14. That's all. And remember, I said the only reason that some of these teams are coming back to the Eagles is because of health. All year long, I have said this is the deepest roster in the NFL. And those of you that have been with me here know I have said that. I have said Howie has put together the deepest roster. You all know that there's people that come in and out of here and they say that that's not, you know I've said that. And some of that talent got her. Lane was special. Lane playing through all that like that. Okay. Lane playing like that. I'm hey, hey. Um, I'm hey, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna get to all the games here in a minute. We're gonna get to the games here in a second. On the flip side, Eagles defense this year against 21 point outside zone 49ers, bread and butter, also 3.2. Good statistic. Look at Philly D. I'd never heard you say that once. When you, some of you guys tell him that, Philly D, that I said at the beginning of the year that the Philadelphia Eagles had the deepest roster of any team in the National Football League. Those of you that have been here, help out Philly D that so that he thinks it's just all hating. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. You had the deepest. You've now turned it into the most talented. Okay? The most talented. And I do think the difference is going to be on Sunday, the quarterback. Um, Jalen looked great. 154 yards. It didn't feel like it was 354 yards. Didn't it feel like? It felt like, you know, it just felt like 354 yards. They were such timely pass. You know what? Is, it, is, is this fair? And, and again, this goes back to looking at stats for what they are. Okay, watch this. Jalen's 154 yards throwing the ball were so important to the game and loosening up the secondary. Like, they're not empty calorie yards. Like, every yard matters. You know how sometimes you look at a stat line and you go, guy threw for 350 yards and 
He's got 350 yards. He's got three touchdowns, two turnovers. I'm going to tell you something about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is starting to look like Brett Favre a little bit to me. And I don't like Brett Favre. Okay? I think Brett Favre turned the ball over too much. As spectacular as Brett Favre was, Brett Favre cost himself at least three additional Super Bowls because of the turnovers. When Favre left the NFL, he was the all-time leading passer for touchdown passes, but he was also the all-time leading passer for interceptions. I don't want that distinction. Okay? Okay, I don't, I don't want that distinction. I could throw the most touchdowns and have the most interceptions. I, I don't want that on my resume. So when I, I'm starting, I'm starting to see Brett Favre in Buffalo. You know, a little bit reckless with the ball, man. He's just a little too reckless. And you turn the ball over like that, and, and, and you have low percentage passes. He had such low percentage passes in that game. Jalen's stats were, like, important. 154 yards, like I said, felt like 354. Hassan Reddick was a bitch. Man. Wreaking havoc, hitting the quarterback. Daniel Jones ran away from four additional sacks that he could have. He could have had six sacks in that game. This guy's got 19 sacks in 18 ball games. I don't know, man. I mean, Michael Parsons, I mean, Jesus. He, he's really stepped his game up. I couldn't have, and I, and I said this, I, I, I think Hassan Reddick is probably the best acquisition in free agency that the Eagles have had since Terrell Owens. Okay? Can't stop the pass. No, I said he can't tackle and cover backs. He still can't. But that's not what he's brought in for. That's not what he's brought in for. Um, O-line, grades. O-line, A. Running game, A. Quarterback, A. Wide receivers, B+. Didn't need him much, but just for a few plays. Coaching. Outside of high school, Nick. Um, very good. On the defensive side, coaching, A, pressured him, kept him bottled up, kept him contained. D-line was in everybody's face. Linebacking core did a great job, filling gaps. You know what else really the Eagles did exceptional at, I thought? Their lane integrity was outstanding. Nobody got pushed out of their lane. They did a great job at staying in their lanes. Um, was really great. They a lot of lane integrity in what they were able to do. Rushing the passer, they were hitting him, keeping him contained. Okay, they really did, man. Re really, really did a nice job there with that. Philiopolis goes. Howie Roseman is the best GM um, in the NFL. Well, let's put this out there. How he gets two Super Bowl wins 
in five years. That's quite a legacy. And I would turn around and say, what other general manager in the NFL that's a sole-standing general manager and not a coach? You know, because some, some coaches like Belichick have dual, dual roles. 85 goes, Purdy needs to play perfect 49er. CBs will struggle. Um, other GMs are afraid to do deals with him now. Philiopolis, the only reason Howie Roseman could do deals, though, is because the quarterback is the lowest-paid guy. You keep making sure that you have to put that into the dynamic here. He, he's got an open checkbook because the quarterback's not being paid. That will change. Okay? That will totally change. I'm trying to think. Like, when I put Howie Roseman in in the same category as Ozzie Newsome, man, Ozzie drafted Ed Reed and Suggs and Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden and Criminy. Made deals for Dion and Rod Woodson and Jamal Lewis, Lamar Jackson. The tight end. I mean, Ozzy, in my opinion, Ozzy Newsom is the best freestanding GM, not coach related, not a head coach and GM. I don't think there's a better general manager in the last 30 years than Ozzy Newsom. But Howie, if he gets two Super Bowl wins in five years, kind of puts himself. In a different category here. Compare records over time. Yeah, what do you think? You think he's Ozzie Newsome? Howie will have done it twice in five years with different starting quarterbacks and different coaching staffs. That means you'd have to go back to like the Washington Redskins and what they did by winning those three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. But they had Bobby Bethard. And Bobby Bethard was a brilliant general manager. And he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Okay? And Bethard was the GM of those Washington teams. So I don't believe that Howie's Bob, uh, Bobby Bethard. I mean, Bobby Bethard's been to five Super Bowls. So I don't think he's there. Howie's, I don't believe Howie's better than Ozzie. Ozzie's a better drafter. And Ozzy's made, and and he hired John Harbaugh, and he hired Brian Billick. Okay, I mean, he hired Brian Billick, he hired uh, John Harbaugh. Um, I don't know, man. Some good ball players that he's had go through there. So is Howie definitely top three? We can agree on that. I'm talking, you know what? How, and, and by the way, Philiopolis, Ozzy's not really in that role anymore. It's more DaCosta now in that role. So you take Howie, I mean, you take um, Ozzy out of that. Okay. You take Ozzy, Ozzy out of that, but he's still got major influence in the organization. So if I'm looking around the room here, um, would I take, would I take Howie over, 
Mickey Loomis in, in New Orleans. Yes, when they take him over John Schneider. John Schneider's been to two Super Bowls, 1-1. One, one. This will be Howie's third Super Bowl, right? If they get to the Super Bowl, this is, is this his third? Or was that Joe Banner and Andy? I think that's Joe Banner and Andy, wasn't it? The old 14 was Joe Banner, wasn't it? I don't think that was how he's. I don't think that was how he as the GM. Yeah, the first one was Joe Banner and and Andy. Yeah. So it's two if he gets there. I'm trying to think. John Schneider. John Schneider's been to two. Um. What about Andy? Andy gets. Andy has been to, but Andy's not really the GM, or is he? But again, I'm talking freestanding. I'm not talking coaches. Boy, Howie will have done something that a lot of guys haven't been able to do. And Philiopolis. I think he gets there and say he wins it. He wins two titles in five years. Two different coaches, two different coaching staffs. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And again, what I think he's become a better general manager at, just like I think Doug Peterson's a better coach today than he was in Philly because he learned not to be a total tool. And maybe so with Howie, not to be a total tool. And how I look at Howie and how he's had success putting the team together, you know how you can you can see that there's a lot of good people in that front office? Well, when you see guys like Andrew Berry getting jobs, or you see Joe Douglas or Andy well, um, Andy Way a while is his name now in Pittsburgh as the assistant general manager, and you see people coming in and cherry picking out of the Eagle front office for big jobs at current. I mean, um, you know, Andy getting that job in Pittsburgh is enormous because once you're in Pittsburgh, you could be there forever. Okay. It's a great, it's a great place if you're like in training wheels when it comes to being a general manager. Um let's get into the games. Let's take a look at the game. So again, they did such a great job. I think that number is probably gonna come down to a pick'em by Sunday, but I'd still favor Philly. Two and a half? You want to go two and a half, three? I think two and a half, three, I'd be pretty good with. All right, let's take a look at these games. Jags, they end up losing to the Chiefs, 27-10. What was your takeaway from that game? My takeaway from that game was that I think the Jags have arrived, and Doug did a great job having that team prepared. I think they harassed the Chiefs. I think they exposed Kansas City a little bit, in my opinion, that they need a run game. And if that football team gets into a game against a team like Philly, okay, they're going to be in some trouble. Because I don't know you could stop the offensive line in Philadelphia. As good as Chris Jones is, man, I'll tell you what, Mahomes would have to play – spectacular football, I think, to beat Philly. 
okay? Because I think they're limited in their running attack. It's not the same team of a year ago. Man, I'll tell you this. The, the Jags are right there. They get some free agent acquisitions, and they add a couple more. Say if they – watch this. If they put on that offense, DeAndre Hopkins, for Trevor Lawrence, Cincinnati, who would have said this in your lifetime? Listen to me when I say this. You put DeAndre Hopkins, okay, on that Jags team, and I'm going to tell you something. Cincinnati and Jacksonville might run the AFC. They might run the AFC. Dude, Jacksonville's right there. Doug's done a spectacular job. Andy, hey man, what can you say? His fifth straight conference championship game. Philadelphia fans know as well as I do. It's a great era when you have a team that's constantly there. Okay. I got to tell you, man, the Mahomes injury concerns me. He's going to play, but it concerns me. Trevor Lawrence, 217, the touchdown. Mahomes, 195 and two TDs. I'll say this to you, man. Chad Henning going 98 yards to win a ball game or save a ball game. Unbelievable. That's more on Andy Reid. Okay. Dude, Philliopolis is right. How about the Kelsey brothers have a shot to get to the Super Bowl? How freaking amazing can, would that dinner table be? Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey might be in the Super Bowl playing. Has any brothers ever done that? Ugh. Has any brothers ever done that? Been in the Super Bowl against one another? Like the McCourty brothers were in the game together for New England. The, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Ronde and Tiki never made the Super Bowl together and played against one another. Maybe they had a playoff game, but I don't think they ever. I'm trying to think. The Harbaugh. The Harbaugh Super Bowl. The one that John won and beat Jim when the lights went out. <clears throat> that was Ray Lewis's final one. I'm trying to think if we've ever seen brothers in the Super Bowl. I can't think. Whew. Man, that's some family there. Let's go on to Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Man, they look great. They had no answers for Joe Burrow. He went into that game, and he systematically took Buffalo apart. He took Buffalo apart. I mean, they were never in the game. They completely dominated them, 27-10. to 10. 242, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon was a beast. I mean, and I kept, I kept, people kept telling me, they kept telling me, hey, Sills, they lost three old linemen in Cincinnati. 
And I'm like, how can you lose? Joe Burrow doesn't care. And nor did the Bengal guys. It was a driving snowstorm. And, I'll, and I'm going to agree with you guys here. Yeah, and Yell goes, in their barn too. And I'm going to agree with you. That was a horrible game for Josh Allen. There's too much Brett Favre in this. I don't know if Ken Dorsey is the right offensive coordinator for him, but they have got to do some soul searching on how they approach games, especially in the second half. You have to have more structured plays. Okay? Because he's not as smart as Jalen. When Jalen was running that RPO, he ran it to a science. And, and, And for the record... Josh Allen's more talented than, than um, Jalen Hurts. But then again, so is Aaron Rodgers more talented than Tom Brady. But that doesn't mean you're going to win more. Tom is smarter in his approach to the game than Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's the same thing with Jalen. Jalen relies on more, almost the same kind of skill set. Allen's got a better arm. Allen doesn't take care of the ball. Allen gets frustrated. Hurts doesn't. Jalen likes winning first and second down. Do you know what I really hated? Yeah, do you know what I really hated about Allen and how they threw the ball? You're down. Watch this. You're at home. You're playing against a Cincinnati team. You got the better old line in the game. And you're chucking the ball down the field on your 20 in the snow, and it's third and 10. The chances of you in the snow, in your own building, on third and 10, in a playoff game against the defending AFC champions, on completing that play, do you know what it is? It's 11.6% chance of success on anything third and 10 and north of that. If I know that, how do those quarter coordinators not know that? I'm going to give Ken a couple days to settle down, and I'm going to ask him, why are you not? Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they win on first and second down every freaking series. Remember what I told you guys? The key to the game was getting Goddard going early, winning third down, being who you are, and running the ball with Miles. And Jalen being effective on the RPO. That's exact. That's why when you look at some of the numbers and you look at some of the individual numbers, you go like this. Jesus, man, there's not a lot of super stuff. You got to read more into it because the sensational number is this one right here. I circled it. 268. Man, you got no chance in hell. Hey, watch this. So you ran the ball for 268 yards and you were 10 of 14 on third down. There's And you held the ball for 35 minutes. There's not a chance you win that game. There's not a chance the opposing team can win that game. There's no chance. You made it so impossible for New York to be even in the game. There were flashes where they had moments. There were, I mean, 268, 10 of 14 on third down. Good night. And what'd you hold them to rushing, too? And the Giants had 118 yards rushing, which ain't horrible, 
But when the team on the other side is 268 and has 69 plays and you have 50, you're going to sleep, man. You're going to sleep. Dude, you're not losing. Miles Sanders in Buffalo would save Josh Allen's life. Now, here's my problem with Miles. Do I feel comfortable giving a guy a three-year contract that's had a one-year? Is he a one-year wonder? And is it because he's behind that line? And say this to you. You got five Pro Bowlers. Am I paying Miles Sanders that money? I mean, Kenneth Gamble at 112. I don't know. I think, and don't get me wrong. Hey, don't get me wrong. Tone, I think Miles is a good ball player. But, dude, you got five pro bowlers. You got five pro bowlers. Their biggest play was a 39-yard Squan Squan Barkley runs. I I, I saw that at a total of 61 yards rushing. Subtract the sole big run. He had 22. They shut him down. They were swarming everywhere. See – that's why I think this. Could there be a chance Miles comes back to Philly? You think people are going to give him $7 million in the open market? I don't. I mean, do you think he doubles his pay? He's making two and a half now. You think somebody comes up with $5 million bucks On a team with no O-line? Could he do that? Could he be a bell cow? Plus, he's been hurt. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bills might. I'd rather get the guy in Vegas. If I'm going to pay $7 bucks, I'd rather have the guy Josh Jacobs. Okay? I'd rather have him. I think Miles is gone. If he, cares, if he comes back, it'll be a very team-friendly deal. I'd let him walk too, man. I just... And no disrespect to him. I think he had a beautiful season. But, dude, behind that old line, can you imagine if you put a really talented running back back there who stayed healthy and was a – like, what, what do you think Dalvin Cook would do behind that old line? Okay? Love Joey B. He was great. Bengals look dominant. Joe Mixon. Hey, how about Joe Mixon? Kudos to him. Here's a guy that knocked that chick out, Oklahoma. Had to go through all those um, classes, and he had to go through all the therapy and all that. Missed a year. I think he went in the second round when he came out of college. He's made amends. He's trying to do his best in his life. Cincinnati's embraced him, and he's a figure. He's he's a he is a really fine ball player, and I'm happy for him. Okay. Everybody has bad situations in their life. And unfortunately, that'll be something he'll never be able to take away. But you can improve your life from it. And I think he has. And I think Cincinnati's done a great job with him. Okay? People make mistakes in life. The the guy you don't want on your team is the guy who makes the same one twice. Because then he's stupid. Okay? Everyone makes a mistake. Okay? Everyone is sometime... Reckless in their life. He made a mistake. A tragic one. An enormous one. 
okay? But at the end of the day, I'm going to say this to Joe Mixon. Hey, Joe, guess what? Keep pushing forward, okay? Seals, do you think the, the Bengals are the favorite? No. No. Um, I think the Super Bowl champion is coming out of the 49ers and Eagles championship game. I think the Bengals are going to play exceptionally well. Um, but I don't believe in Kansas City right now, especially in injured Mahomes. I just don't. I think Cincinnati's going to beat them. And I may have said Cincinnati was going to beat him even with a healthy Mahomes because he's already beaten them this year. But now that he's injured, I think the championship game, in my opinion, I think the Super Bowl winner, this is this Eagles and 49ers is going to seem like the early 2000s Buccaneers and Eagle championship games. You know those playoff games between the Bucs and Eagles? And the winner goes to the Super Bowl kind of shit. I think this is going to be kind of like that. I think the two best teams in the NFL are playing Sunday in Philly. Um, because those are the two best rosters. Okay? Bro, you talk about Dak show much. I don't talk about Dak Prescott at all. I think Dak Prescott, I've been saying all year, time to move on from the guy. Because you had a great moment against Tampa, can you do it again? Remember I said that about Dak too on Friday and all of last week. Can he do that against San Francisco and not a shitty Tampa team? He couldn't. Prescott can't deliver. Oh, okay. Got you, brother. Got you. Thank you. Okay. He cannot do it. I'll get to the game here in a minute. But to your point, if it's Bengals and the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles are favored. Point and a half, two points. Forty Niners, Cowboys. Cowboys had every chance on the planet to win this game. Coaching cost them, and poor play by the quarterback. I mean, when's enough enough? Dak Prescott cannot deliver the goods. It's time to trade him. I trade him to Tennessee, or I trade him to Chicago, or I trade him to Baltimore. You think the Ravens would take Dak Prescott for Lamar? Would Lamar want to be a Dallas Cowboy? Or does he still have his heart set on being a Miami Dolphin? Um, Lamar's going to play somewhere. Most likely Baltimore. Where would you move Dak? Dak played his ball, and I believe he's from Mississippi. Would he play for the Falcons? Um, but if you're the Cowboys, you got to move him. And here's the most important thing. What would you get in return right now for Dak Prescott, knowing he has a $42 million contract? That's why I said Titans. <clears throat> you can't send them to the 
Saints, as of right now, the Saints don't have a first-rounder. They're going to get a first-rounder, though, because of the Sean Payton deal. They're going to get a first-round pick because of Sean Payton. So, if personally, if I am, if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I make him go to the Houston Texans so that I could get the second pick in the draft and then take a quarterback. Could Dak be traded on draft night? Absolutely. But for me, but wait, but Tone, I would also say this. Hey, if anybody would, you see, Sean Payton keeps going around like Sean Payton has the upper hand in where he's going to coach. The Saints have his rights for the next two years. Burrow had six carries for 18% rushing share and nine carries for... Dude, a guy with a knee surgery, the two years in a row, you think Joe Burrow D is a dual-threat quarterback? I'm moving on. Um, Sean Payton would never go to Dallas. They would, he would never go to Dallas. Um, if I'm New Orleans, I trade him to the Texans to get two number ones and a three. Sills is going to hate Hurts all the way to the Super Bowl. Funny, I've been telling you the Eagles are, they were my prediction out of the NFC all year. I don't hate Hurts. You give it wrong. This is not personal, dude. I don't know the guy from a can of paint. I don't know Jalen Hurts from a can of paint. I don't hate people like that. If I don't know you, I don't like you or hate you. I don't pass judgment on people like that. I don't, I'm talking football wise. I don't like that style. I don't believe it lasts long. That's all it is. I keep reiterating that because I don't think you guys want to keep hearing that. Well, stop asking it. Nothing to do with hate. I don't know him to hate him. I mean, I have to know you to hate you. It's got nothing to do with it. Car to Baltimore, I think Car's going to the Jets. I think he's going to the Jets. Nobody hates Hurts right now. Why would you hate him? Dude, I don't hate Dak. He's just not winning. It's got nothing. Why do you put like something into a conversation? that you have no bearing of the person as a character human. How does that play into throwing two touchdowns in the back of the end zone, whether you like or hate him or not? That's so not even remotely part of a conversation. Whether he's black or white, or if you hate him, has nothing to do with it. You either are winning games, producing, or not. End of story. It's got nothing to do with any of that other stupid shit. Nothing to do with it. Nothing. This is about winning and losing and performing. Like I said about Hertz, Hertz had a turd burger against the Bucks last year. Hertz was fabulous on Saturday. One and one. He's building a legacy. That wasn't a watch this. Joe Burrow's performance against the Buffalo Bills. Do you know Joe Burrow's five and one in the postseason? 
Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals is 5-1 in the postseason. You think he's building a legacy? Joe Burrow is 5-1. He's in his second consecutive conference championship game playing for the Bengals. That man in Cincinnati has completely turned around an inept organization overnight. That's impact. There's And he's winning. There is no getting around what Burrow's doing. You can say this, I love this. Irrelevant. He's five and one with a conference title, and he was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's a special dude. Someone goes, so it's not coaching, says Scott. Okay, Scott, let's take the last four years of Joe Burrow's football life. His last year in college, he wins a Heisman, the national championship, and has the most iconic season, including killing Hurts in the semifinals in college history. His first year, he was off to the races on being rookie of the year, hurt himself halfway through. His next full year starting, he takes the team with the worst O-line in pro football to the Super Bowl. This year, he's back in the conference title game. I don't know about you, but that's changing the game. That's changing the end. It's Cincinnati. Zach Taylor has more wins than Paul Brown in the postseason. The former Bengals coach who owned the Browns, that Paul Brown. He's the most successful coach in Bengal history, including Marvin Lewis. The Bengals. If you pay, hey, if you pay Joe Burrow, I mean, if you pay Jalen Hurts 40 million bucks, you'll have to pay Joe Burrow 75. 75 million. He could win the Super Bowl. 49ers. So you guys think this guy, Brock Purdy, sucks, right? You guys think Purdy sucks? Brock Purdy. You think he sucks, right? 214. 49ers beat the Cowboys 19 to 12. Kittle was great. Five catches, 95 yards. Okay. You think Brock Purdy sucks, right? Doesn't it show you one thing, too? Doesn't it show you one thing about the evaluation of a quarterback? These two quarterbacks that are going to be playing in the conference championship game on Sunday were not thought of very highly. Now, Jalen's a second rounder. But in my opinion, I think Howie gambling and taking him into two, 
I think Hertz would have went in three or fourth round. I think he'd have went in the third or fourth round. If Howie doesn't take him in a second, I can't see a lot of guys taking him in a second. He'd have went in the third or fourth round. And then you've got this guy here who was the last player selected in April's draft, and here they are. Doesn't it show you how hard it is to evaluate that position? Right? And then on the other hand, you get two first-rounders and one, one overall pick in the other games. Look at the contrast. In the AFC Championship game, you got two first-rounders playing ball against one another. In the NFC, you got quarterbacks that were, well, didn't think really, Purdy couldn't thought highly on. 32, 31 teams passed on them seven times. And his own team passed on them six, the 49ers. They passed on them six times. Okay. That just shows you, okay, that the evaluation of a quarterback is so hard. I do think winning matters. I think winning has to matter. Seals, it's crazy that Hurts made the NFC Championship game before Dak. And what's crazy and what's embarrassing, you want to hear something else that's crazy? If you're the Eagles... How embarrassing is it that your quarterback is making less than your kicker? And you're okay with that, not saying anything publicly yet, that we're going to address this. This guy makes less money than Josh Elliott. Shit, the holder probably makes more than Jalen. That's embarrassing that you haven't addressed it. That's, that's where I'm coming from with that. Now, maybe behind the scenes, they have said something. Jalen wins the Super Bowl. Right? How's that embarrassing? That you haven't said a word about it. Everyone else has mentioned it. Everyone else has brought it up, except the Eagles. They have not said one word about his extension. Or the Chargers have addressed it. The Bengals have addressed it. Who else from that draft has addressed it? Who were the quarterbacks taken? Tone, do you know who the quarterbacks that were taken in that? 2020 NFL draft quarterbacks. Tugavai. Here are the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, they addressed. Joe Burrow, they addressed. Two was going to be interesting. What do you do there? Jalen Hurts, they haven't addressed. The rest of these guys are bums. I hope this week we hear something. At least, hey, we know we're really we're really looking forward to Jalen being part of our organization for the next five years. Nobody could put anywhere anywhere where the Eagles have made that proclamation either. Okay? As Big Sills would say, Purdy's done nothing. Yeah. Jalen won a playoff game. Purdy's won a playoff game. Those are great accomplishments. 
Mark Sanchez has won playoff games. Got me? (laughs) Got to keep making it happen. No, 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 no. They were first. No, no, no. When you are on a rookie deal in your 2020 class, January 9th is the first time you can address if you still have remaining years on your contract, whether you're a first-rounder or not. The only difference, according to the collective bargaining agreement, the only difference between a first-rounder and a second-rounder, second-rounders don't have the fifth-year option. The first-rounders do. Jalen doesn't have a fifth-year option. However, as of January 9th, according to the NFL Players Association and the CBA, I asked, you can start contract negotiations. They've addressed it in Los Angeles with Herbert, Cincinnati, and they haven't said anything yet about Jalen. Jalen, it's official, can talk contract since January 9th. Very simple. Google it. Listen, Scott, not true. 2020, three years in the league, not four, three, you could start extensions. Not true. Um, how do you know they haven't yet? Well, so I, I see. It was okay for Cincinnati to make a big deal out of it for the fan base and for season tickets. Don't you want to tell your fan base so you buy season tickets and shit and all the funny hats and everything and the jerseys? Why do you think they're doing that in Cincinnati? Why do you think they're doing that in Los Angeles? You want to build a passion for your team. Hey, look what we're doing. Here's our guy. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. I really do. 49ers should have lost this game. The Cowboys have, just again, when you don't have a coach, they needed one. Would we not agree with this? Hey, Yale, would we would we agree with this? When the Cowboys need a coach, there's not one to be seen in 30 years. It's just not one to be seen in 30 years, 28 years. They haven't had a coach in 28 years. And one more time on Jerry Jones. Jerry, I love the Jones family. Here's the one thing, man. You've never been able to replace Jimmy Johnson. You've never been able to replace him. And when you needed coaching, I don't even know what that alignment was that the Cowboys lined up in the final play of the game. I just look at that and go, it's crazy. General goes, LA and Cincinnati are desperate franchises. That's why. Oh, okay. You're right. No. It's desperate. They've been to two straight AFC championship games. Desperate. (laughs) Cincinnati is in the second straight conference title game. Only one other team has been to two straight conference titles in the last three years. That's the that's the Chiefs. 
the Chiefs. 28 years. Dallas, man, as long as the Jones family owns the team, I hate to do this to them. As long as they own it, they will never win another Super Bowl. Their success when they had those three titles in four years, they had it going and humming in the right direction. Jerry was forced to stay out of the way. He didn't want to do it. And here's another sign of meddling. Ownership meddling. You know, Jerry Jones is no George Steinbrenner. George got in the way. George talked shit. But George won in numerous decades. Jerry doesn't. And, and, and George still was a hothead and still was an egomaniac. But he won. He knew what was right for the team. How many times did he hire Billy Martin back? And he hated Billy Martin. But he knew it was right for the team. Jerry can't do that. Jerry will never do what's right for the Cowboys. Pietro goes like this. I feel bad for the Cowboys. Wish we'd played them. If you played the Cowboys, you'd kill them. The right team is going to San Francisco. Okay? The right team. Okay? The right team is going. If the Cowboys would have made it somehow and they would have had decent coaching, my opinion, I, 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 I think the Eagles would kill them. I think the Eagles would kill them. As I told you before, Jimmy Johnson has done shit post-cap era. <laughs> okay, you're right. That's why he just got elected to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They're going to, they're going to fill it. They're, 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 the, the, the 49ers are the right team. Jesse goes, Sills, do you think Trey Lance is a bust? I do. Hey, Jesse, you know why he's a bust? So you, you, you signed a guy who hasn't had really any kind of ball in three years, and because he can jump hurdles and he's a great athlete, you think he can play the quarterback position in the NFL? I don't know. Okay? I, I, I just, I don't, I think he's a bust. It's going to be some ball game, man. We're going to get a bunch of 49ers on. I'm working on Steve Young, too, uh, to come on the program. I know he's a big Jalen Hurts fan. Um, trying to work on getting John Lynch on as well. John's a dear friend of mine. He's been on numerous times as well. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. Please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Man, this is awesome stuff. Conference championship. Legacies are set or beginning to be set. And Jalen's continuing to add on really great stuff. Please hit the like button till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. God bless you. Xander, my man Tone, absolutely great stuff as always. We will catch you on the flip side and see you tomorrow, 3 to 6. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 
or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.